So, Scott, yesterday, as we record this, was Father's Day. It was. Have you become a father yet? Not that I'm aware. Are you pursuing the event? I'm not going to be participating in this year's event, but I will be practicing. So, this week, and I do want to call this out, we might sound a little different. We're testing some new audio setup, but... That's behind the curtains, so don't worry about it. If we sound a little different, give us feedback. You can email us. In but, no mind to the settings behind the curtain. So today on the subreddit Made Me Smile, there was this photo that was posted. It's a photo of text, as it is said. It says, Fathers of Reddit, in honor of Father's Day, what was your don't tell your mother about this moment? Did you Have you read this yet, this post? No, not yet. So this person writes and says, One night, when I was about... Eight, after I had gone to bed, my dad was playing a Nintendo game, Legend of Zelda, I think. We had both been playing, but we were stuck. He finally found a secret passage, paused the game, and came upstairs to wake me up. He told me he figured out what he figured out where when we were st- stuck and snuck me downstairs in a blanket. S- snuck in quotations. I'm sure my mom knew about it now. And I got to stay up after midnight on a school night, hiding under a blanket to see where the hidden passage went. It was a silly little incident, but super memorable. That's awesome. Do you have any of those, like, lovable father-son moments growing up? Well, my dad wasn't into video games. However, my dad was very good at basically making sure that I had everything and anything that I would want, at least... Within budget, right? So right. every single year growing up, I would play baseball. And so it was always, we'd be out doing something, running errands, and then like, oh yeah, I've got one more thing. And we'd go to a store that sold sporting goods. And he'd be like, all right, go pick out a new baseball glove or new batting gloves or basically any gear that I needed for the upcoming season. And as a kid, like I wasn't thinking about it at all, which would explain why I'm not a professional athlete right now but it was always just kind of like oh man we went and got this and we went and got that and now we're just gonna go home and then oh what we're stopping one more place That's and awesome. i get to pick something out yeah it was it's kind like of that, one of those, those small little surprise and delight moments that just yeah i i was one of those kids that i if i wasn't asleep by nine o'clock i would freak out did you did you have the anxiety before class or before school, like the very first day of school, where you just couldn't sleep, you were too anxious about the next day? I loved sleeping. Oh, man. I, growing up, I don't know what it was, but I loved sleep, but I got really anxious about really stupid things. Like, to me, those things, those events were really big, and I couldn't get over it. Nowadays, the, first cl- the first day of class is always anxiety, but like... It, as soon as I saw who was in my class friends-wise, how many hot girls were in the class, you know, I kind of settled down. Oh, my God. So I remember my very first day of high school. So I'm 13 years old, and I try to fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. I'm rolling in bed from, like, 9 until, like, 1 in the morning, and I'm, like, in tears. So I go into the living room. My dad's sitting on the couch watching the news, and, like, I- I'm I'm crying, and I was like, I, I can't go to bed. I'm freaking out. And my dad was like, well, let's go lay down. And it was such a memorable moment for me that he just like laid down next to me on top of my covers in bed and just laid there until I fell asleep. And 
at one point I could hear him like snoring, like he fell asleep. And I think for mm-hmm. me, that was like one of those like paternal comforting moments that just like helped me feel comforted in that moment that everything was going to be okay. So yeah. regardless of like tensions today, tensions tomorrow that we might have with our parents, like those moments are fleeting. So happy Father's Day to everybody who is a father or maybe you don't have a father and you're celebrating in your own way. I, I got to call my dad and say hi to him, wish him a happy Father's Day. You know, the Rona. Yep. Uh, you know, that's that's as good as you can do this year, I guess, for, for some people. And it, it might be like that for quite a while. We'll we'll have to wait and see where technology takes us and how things get better. Because, oh boy, have we seen quite a lift in incidences over the last week. Are you talking about the virus? I am. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I have noticed it in the places that we're just going to say, fuck it, let's just open up. We don't, we don't need to worry about this anymore. It's been three months. I'm bored. Speaking of that, somebody, our fearless leader in this country, had a rally in Tulsa. And I think this has made quite a impact on news this week. It's made a quite of impact around social media. What are your thoughts around this event? Well, when it started out and he wanted to hold it on Juneteenth, I was like, that is some evil strategy because somebody knew about that holiday and somebody purposely booked it for that day in the city where if you've watched HBO's Watchmen, we have all found out about the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre that happened. Dude, what a fantastic show. If you haven't seen Watchmen on HBO, it is nothing like the movie, which I think is kind of garbage. You think it's garbage that it's not like the movie? No, no, no. I think the movie was garbage. I think the TV show on HBO is fantastic. That's the right answer. So I guess my thoughts are there's either he's lost a lot of followers or a lot of his followers are not complete dumbasses and weren't going to go to this event where they knew people wouldn't be wearing masks. Yeah, let's let's just talk about some of like the nuance that happened leading up to this. So he chose he chose to have the event on an incredible holiday for America that should be a national holiday, Juneteenth. It was moved back, but leading up to that, he posted an article that or he tweeted out that they had over a million people reach out for tickets. The majority of which came from TikTokers and the K-pop community. So special shout out to the K-pop community for just bombarding these ignorant racists and making sure that these movements have less steam. But they said, we're going to put an event stand outside. We're going to have one on the inside. They ended up last minute closing down the outside one because there wasn't enough interest. And if you look at the photos online, I think the number I heard today, Scott, was they sold or they had about 6,000 people in attendance for a theater or a stadium that should have fit 19,000, roughly. Right. That was the uh, fire part, fire department. That's what they said. That's what they said. All right. Uh, fairly credible. I'm going to get real personal with the community here. So let's finish yours first. Okay. One of my favorite things happened. So if you've, if you've ever been that person who like... Maybe you you went out as a kid to an event where you wanted to like meet that girl or or try to make that one friendship and you weren't able to do it and you're just like you're doing that walk of shame feeling defeated. Oh yeah, now I know what you're talking about. 
there was a gif which i will share of trump walking out of the helicopter whatever version of air force one that is helicopter one whatever i think it's marine one marine one there it is and my god the dude looks so defeated he looks like a sad old man who just had the worst night of his life and sorry maybe i'm being selfish but i love it did you see the comments on that gif i didn't okay so like the top 10 comments were like i've never seen him look like this before like he looks like a normal human being who you know just got their ass handed to them and he looks absolutely defeated and i 100 percent agree he doesn't look like some robot politician like he just looks like you know like an old man old is he? like an old guy who, he's like 70 yeah who didn't have his like cake and eat it too that night he just is used to being on top and things didn't go his way and he looks sad like the first time i've ever seen him not just be a pompous ass yeah somebody like one of these comments being. it's like the fourth one down says not a trump fan but that's how everyone looks when they make it back from tulsa true true probably i don't know i've never been to tulsa oklahoma i would like to go a lot of cool stuff there i'm sure you said you had opinion opinions about all of this well kind of it's 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 kind of shameful because considering everything that's going on so just bear with me here willie don't judge me too hard all right can you do that i mean i'm hard for different reasons but i won't put judge into it i just need you to be my friend as i say these words all right okay don't like k-pop okay feels so good to get that off my chest oh my gosh well, for anybody who was listening, we appreciate you joining in. Do you not, I've been waiting what, so long to say that out loud. Right, you need to inside. expand on this. I, tell me what about K-pop, because uh, are you taking the approach of that of one of those news anchors who is like, ooh, and the group K-pop did this. What, what I, do you believe K-pop to be, and why don't you like it? I am that old man yelling, get off my lawn. Because K-pop is everywhere now. I didn't ask for it. And it's just showing up on all of my feeds. It's trending on the tweets. It's trending on the Reddits. And I don't listen to it. I've tried listening to it. And it's actually not too bad. But I just don't like it. I, I feel like a curmudgeon when I say, like, I just don't want to see it everywhere. Like, uh, I'm tired of seeing it so much. So that may make me a bad person. And I might have this posted on a-I-T-A later, but for those who aren't familiar, that's am I the asshole for not liking K-pop? Like, that's the question that I ask you, the community. So K-pop, Korean pop, is it's just meant to describe a uh, a style of music, a genre of music, right? Like we would that's have it. country in the U.S. Right. or hip-hop, rap, it's pop music here. It's just a new one, but it has a fierce loyalty for the the bands, the artists, the organization, to the point where you can organize a group to go say like, do some pretty amazing things like flood Twitter, specifically the hashtag White Lives Matter with a bunch of K-pop memes. And if you're like Scott and the whole like idea of being able to control a social media platform in this way is not what your intended purpose is to be there, it's annoying as fuck. Exactly. Right on the money. And me, but, not caring a lick about Twitter, not that I don't think you should go follow us, it's just I don't understand it myself. I think it's hilarious. If they get things done, more power to them. 
But when I look at my trending lists, I'm always looking for like, all right, l- let me read something interesting. And oh my goodness, there's there's this phrase, and it'll be like something simple, right? Like what's what's been trending recently? Let's see here. We'll say stuff about the protests, right? Sure. And you'll just think somebody who is anti-protest will be like, "Blue lives matter," right? Just yeah. to just to stir up controversy. And usually on a, a source like Twitter, I will see that, oh, 50,000 people or 100,000 people are talking about Blue Lives Matter. Maybe there's a, a good battle going on. But by the time I get to it, it's just the K-pop stands <laughs> flooding GIFs of their favorite K-pop artists <laughs> with the hashtag. So I'd never get to see the conversation or what any of the controversy was about. It's just drowned out. And, you know, that's fine because it probably wasn't worth it in the first place to read why people were harassing others. But sometimes I just feel like I'm, I'm kind of late, late to the show. Uh, I love it. I, I think it's great. You and I are definitely going to have differing opinions. I've never listened to a K-pop song. I think maybe once or twice. I don't know where to start. It feels like I walked into a plant store and I know nothing about plants. And I'm like, if I do anything, they're all going to die. But everybody in that is a teenager tweeting about their favorite plant, and it's the K-pop plant. Willie, think of something else that happened in the week, because I guarantee you there's probably a K-pop stand tweeting about it and trying to take over that hashtag as well. I wonder if they secretly have a vendetta against Twitter. Hmm. Ooh, they might, but Twitter's doing some good stuff this week, especially what they've been doing with notifying people of politicians who are doing bullshit. (laughs) Yep. Speaking of bullshit, Willie, do you like sports? Mm, I I like me physically doing a sport or participating in a sport, but not necessarily watching. Would you ever participate in a racing sport? Maybe. Depends. Like, you used to own a Mini Cooper. If it was like a Mini Cooper league or, you know. We know somebody who races for Mini Cooper. We do, but would you ever do that? I don't know. It could be fun. Okay. All right. So I'm guessing you don't watch NASCAR then, right? No. NASCAR specifically, I don't, because I think the majority of those people are garbage human beings. Well, call back to Father's Day. My dad loves NASCAR. Oh, no. That's okay. He's he's not one of the garbage humans that uh, I'm going to be talking about, thankfully. But I grew up watching it because he liked it, right? As we do. Yeah. And I've always been more into kind of like the paint schemes and stuff like that than the drivers and the racing themselves. But as it turns out, there is one African-American driver in the entirety of the big league NASCAR top tier race, whatever league. There's Just several one? Just one. Just one. Jesus. And this, this week, there was a race going on in good old Alabama. A couple days ago, or this might, actually, this might have been yesterday. Like, news travels so fast today. I think, I think it was uh, yesterday as we record this. Yeah. Yesterday, him and his crew found a noose in his stall where he would get his car ready. That it's so it's so appalling. Do you do you know what the driver's name is? Bubba, right? The, yes. Dr- the driver's name is Bubba Wallace. He is driving the car owned by Richard Petty, who's con- who was called the King. He's considered legend when it comes to NASCAR. And uh, his car says Black Lives Matter on it. Like correct. huge, right? Correct. Like when every uh, the events of George Floyd happened, he painted his car completely black. And had Black Lives Matter prominently on there in support of everything that was going on. 
and, and for people who maybe don't listen or don't watch NASCAR, one of the things that I think is important is, like soccer, your jersey is an advertisement in soccer for whatever the brand is that you're repping. NASCAR is even more so. Yeah, your car has ads all over it like crazy. Like, it is the epitome of an American sport. Capitalism at its finest. And that's how it was created. I actually read a book on the birth of NASCAR one summer because I was bored. And it was very interesting on how it basically started out as a rum running trade and became this racing spectacle that you see it today. So it was popularized in the South. And that's why you find there's a lot of stereotypical Southerners. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them, but the stereotype. And a couple weeks ago, NASCAR decided to ban the Confederate flag from all future races. That's so awesome. Right. Super cool. Seems like the right thing to do. As predicted, uh, a certain segment of the community was upset. One one driver, who wasn't any good anyway, just randomly decided to retire slash quit. But it seemed like it was a step in the right direction. And then this happens. Go ahead. Maybe we should have a segment every single week called This Week in Bullshit. Yeah, because This Week in Bullshit, who decide, Who thinks that putting something that is not only such a divisive object in American history, but specifically t- like directed towards a, a black person who has earned his spot, who's probably worked harder than the majority of people there, I can't speak for him I, I i don't know him i haven't watched watched but he earned his spot and you're gonna go and put a noose in front of him to say that you don't matter yeah so thankfully nascar has said that they are going to find this person and then i quote they are going to eliminate them from the sport forever i'm pretty sure nascar is going to kill that guy well i mean it is the south that's they jump to that right away so look Look forward to the uh, the race where I'm sure they're just going to tie him to the track and run him over a bunch of times. Oh, Jesus. One of the things that I, I don't know if I'm ready to like deep dive into, but I, I do want to say that I've seen this and I've recognized it. There has been a growing number of black Americans who have, as authorities have put it, have been found to have hung themselves in an act of suicide and... We don't know enough details, but man, does it seem way too off. Yeah, that's been really sad to hear. Hopefully they get investigated and like the truth actually comes out because it doesn't seem doesn't seem like something people do normally these days when they choose to take their lives. I, I, I find myself way too often, Scott, thinking about just like, why can't we live in a better world where we've created something more positive, more enriching, more understanding that every person is human. And like, it it leads me to think through like, what are some of the best universes that I've like read through or like, there's a, a TikTok thing that I keep hearing continuously. Like I grew up on Harry Potter and the Hunger Games. You don't think that I'm part of a generation that's grown up thinking about like how I want to overcome these terrible dictators are pretty much based on real life dictators you know yeah unfortunately speaking of the coronavirus things are opening up as you know willie right things are opening up weirdly it feels odd things are strangely opening up but here we are and we just kind of have to deal with it because we have nothing else to do no other recourse right we don't get to live in new zealand so (laughs) 
So when we go do our everyday things like go to a restaurant or take our cars in for oil changes or go to get a haircut, we kind of have to trust that the people that are going to be helping us are also healthy. Right. It turns out that two hairstylists who had coronavirus helped 140 people at their shop. What? But, guess what, uh, guess seemed, what happened, Willie? Okay. Okay. Everybody wore masks. Everyone that was tested didn't get sick. Holy shit. Do you think it, do you think it was luck that none of them got sick or the ones that might have been infected maybe only had mild symptoms, you know, cuz they okay. could have just been asymptomatic after the fact. We know that's a possibility. Yeah. I think it, it it's like it's really odd. I think there's so much we don't know about how exactly it can spread and create a, a ripple of harm. Did they know that they had it and continued? Or was it just like this miraculous event that they were able to take care of all of these customers and none of them got sick? They tested positive after the fact. So like they got it. That's awesome. It's it's kind of it makes you feel better a little bit about going outside as long as everybody's doing their due diligence and wearing a mask. The governor of Connecticut or mayor of Connecticut, some town, I think recently was quoted as saying if you have to ask wear a mask i thought that was nice i think that is nice here's my experience recently so i'm i'm searching for places to live and it's been a long arduous process i've looked at a lot of different places i am choosing to wear masks everywhere and to the point where like i'll show up at a place and they're like oh i, I don't i don't have a mask do you, do you want me to go get a mask and they're always so cordial about it and they're like and you say fuck yes i do yeah, I say, hey, just, hey, buddy. Don't say anything. You don't blink. I'll, I'll fucking spit in your eyeball unless you go do this right now. No, I don't. I don't say any of that. But I do really hope that more people will agree with that and try their best to wear a mask, be supportive of the people around them. Because at the end of the day, it is nothing to do with you. It is everything to do with caring about that person you don't know next to you because nobody should have to deal with that. And... The quicker we do it, the quicker we get out of this thing. Right. I, I really hope we can all be super safe because I am I I don't want to you don't get want to die. sick. You don't, don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah. Me either. Knock on all of the wood. So this week in other news, we saw two big events happen around gaming, one of which is breaking today as we record this, one of which happened about a week and a half ago. We we said we would cover it, we would talk about it. Last episode was not the time to talk about it. Scott, tell me a little bit about the PS5. Here's what I know. It's the fifth time somebody failed to end their original email. Hey, P- PS buddy, pal, tell me oh. about the PlayStation oh. 5 also. Oh, oh, that one. Okay, yeah. It's about the size of a human torso. Enormous. It's all, it's all white. And it looks like a router. Have you Friction. seen... It has a big black stripe in the middle, like a skunk, but opposite. It's like an inverse Oreo. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I have an unpopular opinion. Maybe it's just me, do. Scott, but that fucking thing is ugly. Doesn't it remind you of a fancy skyscraper that you would see in, in like a major metropolitan area? Where they're just yeah. like, hey, architect, go to town. Here's a, here's a boatload of money. To me, it reminds me of somebody that would go on to like some sort of like deviant art. Do you remember that website way back in the early 2000s? I saw a lot of deviant art on that site. Yes, I did. 
There was some sexy things, some drawings of the. I think that's probably where furries came from. Probably, yeah. Now that I uh, think about it, this thing looks like somebody there was like, "Let me show you what a future console would look like," and they just went back through the web archive and found something from 2005. That this is what the future of gaming should look like, and they made it. Now, I really hope in the future when we finally get the behind the scenes of how this next gen of consoles were made that we get to see what other designs were out there because I feel they were kind of on a path of sticking with their simplistic look, right? Mm-hmm. PlayStation's always been kind of boxy and square and hard edges. Xbox gets revealed and it's literally a box. Can't just can't. a cube. And so if you ever got to see the PlayStation dev console that was sent out, it looked pretty plain, right? It wasn't it wasn't yeah. fancy. It looked like a spaceship from the Alien franchise. But I wonder if they still wanted to do something a little bit more toned down. And then they saw the Xbox and they're like, oh, we, we have to go in the opposite direction. We cannot risk any sort of confusion. <laughs> go to plan B. Somebody find Carl in the newsroom and have him draw us one of those weird things that he keeps paste into the fridge you might be right maybe that's why we're not seeing like an actual build of it you don't you just see renders yeah they've been so secretive this round of consoles and i mean neither of them are gonna budge when it comes to price what what really blows my mind and and i'll link the article in the show notes but just based on people going through and adding up all of the different platforms that the event was streamed on and and viewed do you know the estimated number of people who watched this event? I'm going to guess, because I don't know. This is, this is factual. I do not know what Willie's asking me right now. I'm going to guess 13.5 million. Wow. How, much, how many people watched the Super Bowl? Me and everybody that was in my, my friend's apartment. I know that. Okay, so tens, tens oh, of people? Yeah. Tens of people, at least. So it is, it is speculated that this event generated more than 80 million combined views eight zero wow and and this is during a time when normally they would reveal this at like some sort of gaming convention i firmly believe that this might be the future of them realizing we don't need to do this live hell save some money overproduce the thing put out this show and everybody will watch it i guess it's kind of like where you want to get your views from right think about the advertisers that would just drool to have 80 million eyes on their product. It's not a bad point. I, I mean, E3 only probably million pays users, sorry. a boatload of money. 80 million sets of eyes, so 160 million eyes. Give or take <laughs> a few people who lost their sight. Did you watch the event? I watched the very end of it because I was out doing something else. Sure. I, I, there wasn't. There was a couple of games that intrigued me, and, and I've shared this with a few others this week, but I, I think the... Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which ironically was pulled this week for a DMCA takedown that somebody claimed against it. So they had to take it down and it had like 11 million views, which is just the dumbest thing. That whole system needs to be reworked. And and I don't really want to like go down that rabbit hole right now, but you can just search for DMCA takedown around Twitch everywhere. You'll find some really interesting stuff. But I think of the games that I play, there is not a title that would convince me that it needs to be exclusive to this platform in 2020 and beyond. No, and that's what everybody wants. Everybody just wants 
all the games to work on all the systems so they can play with their friends. Stop exclusive titles. Sony. Dude, how great is it that you can be on Xbox and I can be on PC and we can play Sea of Thieves together? It's no big deal. It's easy. And, Sony, if you're listening, that's why I'm not buying your stupid PC because you tie shit up in exclusivity rights and contracts and you make it worse for everyone else. I, I love the concept. I, I can see the performance, but you didn't show me a single thing during that event that led me to believe that this is a game changer in terms of quality. And to all you who still argue that one is better than the other, PC has won. Just get over it. There's no contest. It really Would isn't. And you don't have to. So here's the deal. Scott and I generally run all Apple products. I have a PC. I have a really basic PC. My basic PC outshines my Xbox One X right now. And in, in terms of Probably everything, smoke. I, I can plug a controller in and I can play it if I wanted to do that and get all of the same advantages. And this isn't about PC versus console, but if these game consoles are going to be able to compete, they're going to have to do something different. Yeah, that's probably why you're hearing about all these specs for these machines, because they wanted to get it as close to PC as possible. In other news, if I'm not on a podcast or I'm not at work, I'm on Twitch streaming, and live streaming has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. As of yesterday, even today, I guess, there's a lot of players in the game that are that create platforms. Twitch is probably the bit most common that place that you're going to go watch somebody live stream a game. And then you have Facebook gaming, which I have never once gone to. Both of us nope. kind of boycott Facebook in general. You have Mixer and then some other smaller ones. There's like this small place called Caffeine. Oh, YouTube gaming too. YouTube gaming. That one's that I mean, one's fairly large. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Cuz I read about this late last night. No, I don't I didn't hear what happened yesterday. I'll have to try to find the article, but somebody posted that they experienced racism, like blatant racism, while working for Mixer. What? Yeah. You didn't hear about this? Sorry. Call them who they are, Scott. You mean Microsoft. Microsoft owns Mixer. That happened yesterday, or at least came to light yesterday. Huh. And so I woke up this morning, not thinking anything of it, because I figured... Well, that'll probably change how Mixer goes, and we'll see how they respond, you know? I'm, I was prepared for the canned, like, we're working on being better, and blah, blah, blah. As of today, Microsoft is shutting down Mixer and merging with Facebook Gaming. By July 22nd. I read a little bit more into it, and as it turns out, Facebook Gaming, I think, since the year began, or la since last year, has increased their viewership or their percentage into the market by triple digits. Despite bringing over these giant personalities like Ninja and Shroud, only increased half of a percent. Yeah. And, I and Facebook Gaming has said that they are not going to hold the big streamers to their contracts, their free agents. So which Mixer means, had to pay out those contracts. Which means they get all that money and they get to walk away me free. So articles came out today because all of this is fairly live. This happened today around noon. So we're like eight hours past this. Ago, yeah. Yeah, just hours ago. And it, it's speculated. So the, the big three that moved from Twitch to Mixer was in this order, Ninja, who generally speaking at his peak on Twitch was streaming for anywhere between 50 and 
and 100,000 people at a time. Just imagine that. One person in a room with 100,000 concurrent viewers. Not all the same. So he might end an he might end like a session of streaming and have like three, four hundred thousand different people watching him. You don't get that out of like a concert or another venue. So he is super marketable, huge brand name, going from a known platform to Mixer. And it is speculated that he walked away with a deal of over $30 million. And Shroud got 10. Shroud got 10. Shroud was next. And then King Athalian was a smaller streamer on Destiny. But when I say smaller, I mean like streaming for like 10 to 15,000 people at a time, which is big for Twitch. It's speculated that he's making uh, millions of dollars from this move as well. So I have no interest in Facebook gaming because of the first name. And I hope none of you do either. All hail Twitch. Long live the king. I mean, call it what it is. It's two, I think, two platforms through Amazon and Facebook that in general don't treat their creators well. YouTube, on the other hand, has a ton of work to do. I think this is a really big disruption in the gaming world. And I feel really bad for the people that about a year ago when Ninja moved over said, I'm going to rebuild my brand. I'm going to go to Mixer. I'm going to start over. And maybe they got to a position where they were able to leave their full-time jobs because they were making money doing brand deals. And now they have nothing, Scott. Like, they don't get to move their communities over to Twitch and just bring them back. People leave. But will they, though? I mean, if you really like somebody, wouldn't you just, okay, download Twitch app again? Or you probably already had it in the first place. Probably already have it, yeah. And just sign back in. Why? I don't think it should matter as much as it does. I I think what you're going to see is you're going to see people who need to start over not making money, building really slow brands. But did anybody anybody get big on Mixer? That's the question. If they only grew their market share a half a percentage point, that's nothing. You You have a valid point. People are probably streaming for hundreds at the high end, so they're probably starting over low. But it just really, it I don't know, me as a wannabe streamer in the world, that would really suck. Had I moved over, that would have been like, wow, what a waste of the last year. I feel that the only time I ever watched Mixer was either before I started playing on Xbox or after I was done playing on Xbox. And that's just to see if either Shroud or Ninja were streaming. A couple other people like who were playing a new game. But like I couldn't tell you any other streamers that I follow. I do follow this one guy. I think his name is That's Wild Man. Yeah, and what a douche. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Willie and I are trying to get this r slash cooking here, so you should really reach out to us, you know. Perhaps you're just interested in going to the R movies, and I know R, well, that sucks because he can't. But let me R explain like I'm five t- to how to reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter at Scott Carolla and That's Wildman293, or email us at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com. And just like our namesake, there's, there's a, a sub, sub for that. that. There's a sub for that. Just call me a bottom, Scott.